Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss hope and purpose. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello, hello, hello. Monday, Monday. (sighs) Yeah, it's Monday and it's sweaty, but it's fine. It's lovely, sunny, beautiful. I'm here. We're doing it. It's happening. It's been real gloomy today here, but it is a bit cooler. Oh, really? Yeah, it's real. It's been a little bit of a storm tease all day. Oh, it's so weird. It's bright and sunny. Really? Crazy. We're not that far apart. And yet. So far. So so far. far. (laughs) Different weather systems. So has this topic been on your mind for a while? Like me? It has been actually. Well, Part of it has. So today we are talking about hope and purpose. Hope, I think I have a, a more complicated relationship with maybe. I don't I don't know. Purpose, though, like something this podcast is like really illuminated for me is I am in the minority about things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm real clear and set on that. And everyone else is like, I have so many questions, you know, like so purpose is something I find. I don't think it's easy to find your purpose or how to live your purpose. And we'll get all into that. But I don't find purpose that big or mystifying a topic. And yet that's probably why I attract tons of clients that want to dig into what is their purpose, you know, so. I'm um, curious to hear, obviously, your your take on it. Should I give us some definition so we can just get going? Yeah, just define this and let's roll. Yeah, so hope we have, it's a noun, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Archaic, hmm. a feeling of trust, which is interesting, Verb, want something to happen or be the case. He's hoping for an offer of compensation. Purpose, and that was from Cite Your Sources. That was Oxford Languages. Oxford Languages for purpose, which, of course, I want to keep saying purpose. Yeah, same. (laughs) And I kept misspelling it. And I uh, sometimes I hope when I'm doing the dumbest shit related to our work that you just feel a little tingle and you're like, Anna's being dumb and I can feel it because I was like, kept misspelling it and was like going purpose, 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 (laughs) losing my mind. Um, And I was like, I hope somewhere in. Uh, upstate Nina was like she's purposing (laughs) so purpose it's a noun the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists Uh, verb formal have as one's intention or objective (laughs) I mean I don't know about you but I find so often these words that you know come up a lot it's like you read their their definitions and you're like, you're not so sexy after all. <laughs> I don't know that I've found. Well, maybe maybe I've been surprised by a few of them, but I, I always I always feel it's important to know them. Yeah. And I often feel bored by them. Yeah. I mean, they are. I think it's important. Like part of the whole reason I really like to do them, even though I don't think they're the most exciting part 
is I think it's important for us all to know where we're starting from, especially mm-hmm. now that I feel like with social, especially, especially with social media, like we're just so inundated by talking all the time, you know, that I've been surprised by how many of these words I didn't actually know how it was defined versus how it's discussed or we or we sort of define it culturally, you know. So that's been sort of interesting to me that I I, I think that it's nice for us to have a place to start. But yeah, no, it's Agreed. never the most scintillating part of the pod. No. <laughs> Titillating. It's not what gets, you know, the ratings, but uh, I know, but it's, it's, it's important yeah. to ground it or root it in something that, and also just, you know, information is, is important yeah, and not just our definition of it, but you know, whoever wrote Miriam and Webster, I guess Miriam and Webster. <laughs> I wonder who writes, I wonder who writes the definitions though. That's a whole process. How do they come up with them? I find that, I guess that's semiotics, which is, you know, like the study of languages and things like that. I, when I was a little kid and in, cause I went to school in England, I took Latin and stuff. So I did like shockingly good on the SATs all because of like semiotic. I could figure out like what words meant and do stuff just because of like Ooh, Latin that. and things like yeah, like I didn't know shit, but like just literally because I was more familiar with like how words had been formed from ancient languages. That's <laughs> like, well, that relates to this hey, and that means this. <laughs> can stumble around there. this. As long as you get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So what as far as purpose, you get a lot. We talk a lot about purpose. We talk a lot about hope, too, but we talk a lot about purpose in in terms of clients, I feel like more yeah. than I think you and I are similar where we don't feel any way intimidated by it or confused by that concept. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. I don't but feel clients come to you and say it. Do they say yeah. what, what is my purpose? Yep. I mean like, tr- yeah, I would say, and I wanted to, I wanted to read something and it's funny because yeah, tons, tons, tons. I would say, hmm, 60% of my Akashic Records clients, I would say, are are, are purpose-driven, I would say. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 60s may be high. No, I, I, I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to back it. 60%, I would say, um, is purpose. Like, because I also, too, um, I went through it because um, when you schedule with me, there's a note section And I went back and I looked and I was like, no, I'm not making it up. Like purpose, literally purpose, purpose, um, using that word specifically. And I always come back to a quote from Sonia Renee Taylor, who wrote The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love. This book is incredible. I fully Mm. recommend it to everybody it's it I, I read it in terms of body image but like what's really incredible is is she's just sort of like you can't approach self-love like in isolation you know you can't approach it just for your body like you have to approach these things from a much more like radical perspective and 
and she because she talks about everything that's sort of like housed in that like if you if you think you're in a body unworthy of things like how in the world would you find your purpose you know like she really lays things out and I could I hope I'm not misgendering Sonia I believe she uses she her pronouns but in the book she has this quote and it's funny because I didn't I forgot it it started with Marianne Williamson who you and I are both not super fans of but I stand no. by this I'm shocked that her book starts with that well yeah this is in the book she goes I recently listened to famed author and spiritual teacher Marianne Williamson share a talk on relationships in it she described the principle of natural intelligence she posited an acorn does not have to say I intend to become an oak tree natural intelligence intends that every living thing become the highest form of itself and designs us accordingly and a single sentence all in me that feels nameless was named we have a dictionary full of terms describing our interpretation of natural intelligence we sometimes call it purpose other times destiny although i agree with the spirit of those terms i believe they fail to encapsulate the fullness of what marianne williamson's acorn example illustrates both purpose and destiny allude to a place we might with enough effort someday arrive. We belabor ourselves with all the things we must do to fulfill our purpose or live out our destiny. Contrary to purpose, natural intelligence does not require we do anything to achieve it. Natural intelligence imbues us with all we need at this exact moment to manifest the highest form of ourselves. And we don't have to figure out how to how to get it. Then she goes on, talks about survival, important stuff, but I just don't want to read this to us all day. But then I want to get to the real important part of why Sonia is better than Marianne, even though I don't want to make women compete against each other, because she gives us this gem of the work is to crumble the barriers of injustice and shame leveled against us so that we might access what we have always been. Because we will, if unobstructed, inevitably grow into the purpose for which we were created. Our own unique version of that oak tree. And when I read that years ago, I forget when this book came out, but I don't know, like 2019, 2018, you know. Around there, yeah. The before times, uh, 2018. I was like, whoa, It, it it felt like... It made so much sense to me, you know, and it made so much sense to me, too, about how I think most of us go about seeking purpose backwards, you know, that we all think we have to be like good enough for our purpose rather than just accepting our purpose is is neutral. You know, like we we just have to get out of our own way more so than we have to go out and search and find it, you know. So I also come into this knowing I had a had a very clear thing. Like, like I said, I, I already felt that way. But then when I read her articulation, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Like so much of how we figure out who we're really meant to be, what work we're really meant to be doing in this world is removing all of the things that make us doubt that, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I've kind of always felt that way, but she gave language to it. And I'm curious because it was just so clear for me. I'm curious, like, how how do you define, you know, purpose? And have you always felt clear on it? Okay. 
first of all, I think so many of us are looking for, are looking for it, right? There's yeah. this energy of like, I have to find it. It's somehow lost. It's somehow under something. It's mm. behind something. It's underneath something, whatever. And yeah. it's not, and it's not this external thing that I think a lot of, you know, spiritual teachers or whatever, whoever many people have profited off of people trying to find, and there's nothing wrong with learning and growing and seeking out guidance. Obviously I'm a big (laughs) believer in that. However, nobody has the answer. I've always known and will always believe that nobody has the answer for you about purpose. So while you might be able to illuminate something for someone via the records or you and I through tarot or whatever, or a therapist or whoever, that person has to feel connected and then accept whatever they believe their purpose is or purposes, 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 purposes. So I've always believed that it is, that it comes from within, right? And that you don't have to earn it and that you don't have to find it. However, it was very hard for me to feel the, the expansiveness of it until like my late twenties, because I thought it was very much, I was very confused about it and also didn't think I really had I didn't feel I had a lot of purpose when I was younger, but when I was connecting with people and when I was holding space for people, it's this weird, you know, looking back hindsight, obviously is knowing that in those moments I felt really myself and clear and aware of my, my, my purpose but I, I didn't have the language for it and I didn't really know how to own it until later, you know? And it's not just work-related, which I think a lot of people believe that it is. And we've been taught that it is, yeah. right? I don't, yeah, I don't think you're, I don't, I think your work can be related to your purpose. Like, I think work can be involved, but I don't think that it's it, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think whenever human beings were being created, I don't think it was like, and yes, we will give them a deep need for purpose and it will be called work. You know, like I don't yeah, think right. that's how that was. No, I think purpose is so much more about what drives us. And like, we feel gives life meaning in my opinion, you know, yes. and that can be work, but, or I think we tend to find work that, that has overlap can be with purposeful. our purpose. Yeah. Right. Or like, well, there's, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I mean, you and I, like, obviously like to help people like we would. uh, So totally our work would probably have some aspect of that. But like, do I think if you're like, oh, I like helping people. So my purpose is like be a caretaker. Like, no, I don't think it works like that, you know, and I agree with you that I don't think anyone outside of ourselves because it's like funny sometimes so many people and and I get it. Like, listen, Nina and I get readings. Like, we're we're not we're we're not being like <laughs> silly 
client coming about purpose. Like we're not purpose seekers. We're we're more just like saying like we're with you in that frustration of when we're seeking answers that can't come from outside of ourselves, and that like what I'll offer clients sometimes when you know because the records will be like these are like you know if I was like reading for Nina they would and she was like what's my purpose they would be like think about this think about the way you feel when you're doing this kind of work or whatever but like and clients can get a little frustrated because they they literally thought it was going to like serve up like like a job title in my opinion and I'm like it just doesn't work that way like nobody's purpose is to be a marketing executive you know (laughs) like it might be that your purpose is to be a communicator or to bring ideas to people like how you want to express that or how that feels good to you you get a complete agency and a say in, you know, but I try to offer clients sometimes when I can feel like can I, I can tell they're frustrated or they're not getting the answers they want. And I'm like, Hey, have you ever talked to your parents about your career? And they're like, yeah, it's the worst. I'm like, for sure. I was like, and you know, when they keep naming things like, Hey, you're really good at this. Like you should make toothpaste and you're like I did that when I was seven I don't want to make toothpaste mom you know like we could sit here and the records could name a ton of stuff off but to like Nina's earlier point if you don't feel that inside it doesn't matter if you don't connect to it and it doesn't you don't feel the energy there it kind of doesn't matter what anyone tells you in that regard no. And also there's an article which is like so the opposite of what I would think I would cling to, but or look to, but from the Harvard Business Review, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I know funny, how right? it's your favorite. <laughs> you know, I just read it religiously because Tom and Bob and all of my. I just gotta you know, know what all the Harvardies well, are up to. I, I, thought, I thought it was interesting because I, you know, I was like searching through a bunch of stuff and it obviously has like a very career oriented view, but I liked that one of the misconceptions they write about is purpose is, is misconception that purpose is a single thing. Ooh. And yes. yes. So thank you, Harvard. Thanks, um, and Harvard. it's not, it's not a single thing. Yes. And also one of the people that came to mind is Trisha Hershey. Is that, wait, hang on. Is that her name? Trisha Hersey. The, um, she founded the nap ministry. Mm hmm. So if Trisha, I'm just, you know, I don't know Trish, but I don't know that she likes to be called that. But if you're if you founded something right, that's about rest as resistance. Obviously, there's a huge, you know, there's a lot of context there with where she comes from, her lineage and everything like that. However, my point is in bringing this up is if you are really living in an aligned way and you feel like it's all possible and you allow yourself to feel like it's all possible, things click into place that again, could be related to work, could be Mm. related to anything that you, that if anyone, you know, just talking in conversation 10, 20 years ago was like the nap ministry, that's going to be a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, It's not, it's not this idea or concept that's that's common by any stretch but it is something that this is part of her purpose right yeah part of her purpose is to encourage people to rest yeah that's big shit if you can really allow yourself to be called to it right yeah and to accept the call and to 
answer the call, whatever the call may be. And it's not just one call and it's not just going to ring once and then you're going to like be screwed. It kind of goes back to, 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 I I don't personally believe you can miss your destiny, right? I don't think you can, I think you can totally self-sabotage. I think you can choose against it over and over and over again and then wonder what, you know, could have been. But I think if you are trying to live a mindful life of some kind and dismantle a lot of what is stacked up against you. And that obviously is different depending on so many factors that you will be led and you to where you are meant to go in love and yeah. career and friendship in all of it. I wonder if it's sometimes with purpose as well. I agree. I agree with you. It's not always one thing. And I wonder if we look at people like Trisha and we go, oh, is that how it's supposed to be? Like, am I supposed to be so clear on one area, topic, genre, whatever you want to call it, you know? And I would say, I think that's rare, you know? Very. I think also too that, if you like people used to say to me about my career, like, whoa, television to tarot, like, that's crazy. Like, they're so different to me as the purpose of the person inside. It didn't feel that different to me. It felt like, you know, giving language to things. It felt like problem solving. It, it like wasn't that different to me. No. In terms of. I don't think so. Yeah. Like my skill set and how it felt. And so I would offer that to people, too, that like you may find that it's like this like wheelhouse you're in, you know, like there, that's what I think of it almost as like a word cloud to help me. Or when I'm like, Oh, like work is feeling a little stagnant. Like, what do I want to do? Or what would feel good? Because for me, like I, my work does need to be purposeful, you know, like I need a balance of kind of like admin mindless tasks so I can like zone out and listen to my stories. And then I need a lot of like kind of purposeful driven work for me. That's when I feel like my best self, you know, but I've opened up to what that looks like, you know, cause I'm like the only thing that matters really to me is me and how I feel. <laughs> I mean, not really, but like, so I'm like, even if someone else doesn't really get it or is like, that doesn't matter. I'm like, I know that this is related or to me, or I define this as related to this, you know, but I think it can be helpful sometimes. Like if you really feel like you don't know what your purpose is or you, you've no idea where to begin or to start looking, I think it can like literally just write down the stuff you enjoy, like literally mm-hmm. write down. What does it feel good to like offer the world? Where does it feel good for the world to like see you? If you're like, Oh, I feel amazing when I'm helping people, you know, like, okay, then that might be it. And it may not have to be your work, but you're like, I need to bring more consciousness to that. That like, I feel really good when I'm helping people or like, I really love art, you know, like art is the thing. It's like, cool, you know? And I don't know if it was for me, like I went to a really, um, I went to Parsons, which is a really, you know, rigorous art school. And I knew almost immediately (laughs) that I didn't want to be a professional photographer. I was like, Oh fuck, I'm going to this really expensive art school and I don't want to do this, you know, but I knew the education 
was valuable and I knew I would figure it out, you know, because it, it, I was like, photography is something I do for myself. It's not what I want to do for work. And that was like, honestly, really valuable worth, you know, worth the first year of my, you know, freshman year. Cause it also, it made me start separating some of that stuff out of what drives me as an individual, what drives me as an individual that I also want to make money doing, you know, and separating that stuff out. And if you, rather than looking out to the world and going like, what could I fit myself into to Nina's point of the openness and like the things will show up, but like the call will come. I think if you ask more like, well, what do I even like doing? What feels good? What feel like, because I think so much of really being in your purpose is like giving yourself permission to do it. And like, I think the Nat ministry is such a good example because like, if that were you and I, I know exactly the conversation we would be having where I would be like nap ministry, but also maybe a disco prior. So we're worn out for the nap. And you would be like, no, (laughs) our point is that we encourage rest. And I'd be like, right. But like, is rest enough? It would be so uncomfortable for me to trust that that was enough, you know? And then inevitably you and I would also get bored and be like, okay, rest, but what else, you know, (laughs) rest, rest and rest and the way totally. And to your point, it is very rare that I think something that niche like and specific clicks in for somebody. But I also want to bring in children to this purpose Mm. conversation because I often ask people who, you know, are not sure if they want kids or they're just kind of, you know, thinking or they're already parents, but they're not, they weren't, you know, so incredibly ready or confident to Mm. become parents. I was having a conversation with a client, a former client, and once, and she said, she was wondering why her kids don't, you know, get more of an emotional education at school. And I was like, um, that's your job. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I mean, I'm with her and I'm with you. Cause it's like, listen, I I wish that we had more as far as when they go and where they go and how they go. But it's, it's, it's yours, babe. That's yours. That's you. I want to pass the baton back. And my man, she was like, Oh, oh. shit, you're right. And th- if you are someone and this is absolutely no shame, right? Yes. If you are someone who doesn't or ha- finds it hard to find purpose in your parenting, it has a lot to do. I've found when, you know, when that does happen, what I see Mm. often is it's a confidence issue in what they have to offer or what they feel like they don't have to offer. And I feel purposeful being like the most purposeful when I'm clicked in connected with my kid, right? Like I know exactly where I'm supposed to be and, and not that I know what to say all the time, but I, I know we're going to figure it out. And a lot of times that's not, it might not come naturally to people and that's okay because the purpose is to learn. The purpose is to love. The purpose is to grow alongside your child, not in a weird, like codependent way, but Mm -hmm. in, you don't have to know everything to create, to create a loving, stable, amazing environment for your child. Mm. And they chose you for a reason. I believe they chose you for a reason. 
you said something really important. You don't have to know everything. And I think about anything you feel really drawn towards, if that's children, a person or whatever, like you don't have to know everything in order to wade in and start investigating. Because I think something that's really important that you touched on is that I do think we figure out a lot more about our purpose with action than thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. Like 99.9%. Right. You got it in Tarot, there. That's why I love tarot and movement so much. I know it's work focused, but elevates everything in my life because I'm constantly learning. I was really losing some hope. Last week, I felt pretty hopeless. Just about, I felt more uninspired probably. And when I like to feel inspired and I like to feel inspired a lot and maybe it's selfish and maybe it's, you know, not realistic to think that I'm going to be lit up all the time, which it's not. And it's not necessary either, but, and that's part of my other shit where it's like, I feel like I have to constantly be working for it, which I don't, which I have to remind myself of. But in any case, I was feeling a little hopeless and I decided to pull some cards for myself, which I haven't done in a long time. And I sat down and Milo was doing something next to me and he was reading some card, some of my cards. And I, one of the cards that I pulled was the two of pentacles upside down. And I read that a lot. It's like I'm overextended and I need to reprioritize and I'm and I'm spread a little too thin. And what were you I'm laughing because I call that the mom card. It comes up. Yeah, totally. If I'm reading the for juggling. a mom, it will absolutely come up. Almost, right. Almost every single time. Yeah. And what I had been doing right before was trying to figure out like like we're we're doing so much with how to be human and and trying to, you know, put all, and putting all this effort into the membership and also figuring out, you know, a lot of stuff here on the podcast. And I was teaching in person and then I decided to like maybe switch studios. Then I'm going to do a training, a Pilates training, and then I'm reading for all my clients. And I'm like, you I think what's happening here is you're scared to have quiet time. And you are scared to have this empty canvas or at least a part of an empty canvas. And that's when magic happens for you. And I know that. And I also know that that's a huge part of the creative process. And it's also a huge part of growth. But I resist it so much. And it really reframed and called me my ass out, which I needed, which was like, you can't do it all. And you're not meant to. It, you're not. I didn't. I don't think I was actually hopeless. I think I was just really overextended and not able to be clear with myself about what I actually wanted to be purposeful about and what I actually wanted to be engaging with as opposed to what I felt like I needed to force. And because a lot of times I'm like, okay, I have this, I have this, I have this. So I never want to rely on one thing or just do one thing because I'll be bored or it's not a smart business wise, blah, 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 blah. But I send myself into this tailspin and instead I've pulled back and been like, you have a light week this week. You had a really like heavy one last week. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it and let the space just be and see yeah. what comes alive. It's really difficult, I think, to feel 
out of sync with your desire, you know, like it sucks when you're like, I want to be creating all these things. I want like, you know, we take what we do seriously. And I think we try to like, you know, not be creeps about it, but we, we do, you know, and it sucks when you're like, I want to do stuff or I want to, you know, like, like wanting it isn't like, I was going to say like wanting it isn't bad enough, but it's like, that is like not an indication of the work you're doing or like where you're at in your life sometimes, you know, like it can just be so frustrating. Like I can relate in the sense of I've had all this like health stuff and it's frustrating when you're like, I want to feel good and be out and going to the beach. But like my bod is like, hi, we have a different plan for you. You know, there's nothing worse than that. But I do think because we haven't really talked about hope, like that it, it's like, you know, all these things. It's like it's all fine and well until you have to like use your skills. and like use Oh, my God. I tools. literally I literally you know? said that when I oh, my God, I said that when I did the star card this week, I was like, soup's easy to click to connect with this when you're like, everything's going my way. But when, when yeah. you actually need the hope and the faith is when things maybe aren't or you're or you're just don't know which way you're going. Right. Yes. I, I don't know why I keep saying clicked in, but that's, I think, cause that, that's what my body feels like when yeah. something, when I just feel like, Whoa, I just really snapped out of something and into something else. And I think that's what we're all looking for to some degree is the, mm-hmm. is the connection to hope and feeling like someone has, has you or something has you in mind. Right. Yeah. You're not just floating around with no purpose. Yeah. I find it really interesting too, that the times that we tend to need our hope the most, it also feels scariest. Yeah. Or like Mm. the most like threatening, you know, like I've had like a couple surgeries, like, you know, and for the most part, I've been like very not concerned and then it's like in the moment when you're nude and in your gown and before they give you the good shit so you're not nervous and I'm like hi god it's me Anna it's been a mile (laughs) yes (laughs) I'm having surgery again so I'm gonna need you Anna (laughs) Anna Anna you Anna it's Anna (laughs) A-N-N-A Two ends, two ends. Tonk. I know there should only be one O. Um, yeah, tonk. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it's probably been about ten years. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oof, oof. You know, and I think something that's tough for me about hope is I've been really looking at my own relationship with truth, and I can get like. I can make myself really crazy about like, what is the truth? And I need to figure out the truth of this situation and not accepting that. Like really the only truth we can ever know is our own, you know, like, yeah, I just will not accept that. And hope can feel like delusion to me. And totally you're a super hopeful person. And you're also, I think a very optimistic person. And when Wait, we first what started, did you just say to me? Yeah. I think you're an optimistic person. Cause really you're you grumble, grumble. Optimistic? Yeah. Cause your grumble, grumble, fuss, Aww. fuss is more of a like mood. I'm like, nah, it I, is. Thank yeah, you. I, I'm oh, like, I, thanks for seeing me. Yeah. I'm like, I see you. I'm like, all right. You're in a mood. Yeah. It's more of it your like, mood. You're right. you know, it's when you're being, you're like, 
you know, snarly. I'm like, all right, you're going to see if Veruca salt. I'm like, I'm not afraid. I'll stick my hand through the cage. I'm like, what else? You know, (laughs) you always start things like, is it? (laughs) (laughs) it?" (laughs) (laughs) So I like when we first started working together, sometimes when things you were like, you would be so hopeful, you know, and I would be like, oh, I don't know. Or like, let's see. And you're like, I'm going to have hope. And I was like, huh, that's, that was a little radical. <laughs> like, and it, I remember, I remember several times when you were like, I am going to hope like that doesn't happen, or I'm going to hope that they surprise us or something like that. And I would say like, I don't know. You had a pretty good like track record. Like, I mean, maybe 50, 50, obviously it's like nothing to do with you. You weren't controlling these people's actions, you know, but like, it was really interesting to me. Like what a different way to go through a situation. Like when you don't have control, you know, like rather than me, like, I'm like, okay, well like, let's go ahead and like, (laughs) I'm like, let's go ahead and plan you know, plan B for when this person disappoints us. And you're like, I'm not ready to inhabit that space yet. I'm going to hope that they don't disappoint us. And I'm like radical, but you know, but they will, but they will, you know, and it made me also really see that how sure I was that people were always going to let us down, you know, or let me down, you know, and granted, it does happen a lot, you know, but how you interpret that can be very different. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're removing hope and you're going into it with this old story, for me, an old story of people will let you down, you know, people will disappoint you. They'll let you down. They'll abandon you. Yes. We're going to do an episode on abandonment. Don't worry. Get excited. Um, I was, when Nina mentioned it and I was like, Oh my God, I'd love to talk about abandonment. Very familiar with my abandonment wounds. It was so illuminating to be like, you can't, when you go through that, when you go through things with less of your old story, it lets you show up differently and it lets it play out differently. And it feels very different, which was nice to start like learning that in real time um, with lower stakes of like, was it going to be the end of the world if someone like didn't upload a video or no, it wasn't, you know, it would be annoying, but we could figure it out. So it was like this good way for me to start like, you know, putting more hope, I think into my day to day life. Cause I think I have it in a broad sense. I think I have a lot of hope about humanity and things that I'm like, I do believe in the good of people. I do believe in the like triumph of good over evil. Like, yes, things are real bad right now, but like, I do believe in those things. You know, I do have a, a big, big hope. I think I struggled to have little hope, you know, and it's been interesting for me to see it. Like it doesn't cost you anything. Like if you're going to get hurt or get disappointed, if that, if that's coming inevitably hoping for a different result, doesn't cost you anything. I think you are so good at having the big hope (laughs) and I have to have the small hope because otherwise I will never have the big hope. Like obviously I have the big hope because if I didn't, I wouldn't be, in doing most of the things I do. Right. I'd be like, fuck it. Like what's it all for? So I, I hold that belief 
on a deep level, but the surface me and the kind of angsty me is like, oh, well, we're all fucked. And it's, you know, it's a burning, burning house. So when the small things come up, I'm like, I can't, I cannot look at the possibility that this, or not, look. I, I wouldn't say it's like, I don't look at the possibility. I'm realistic, but I can't hyper-focus on the negative because it, it's really easy for me to do that. So I've really yeah. tried to train myself not to, because I don't want to be breaking my own heart all day long and I then having it- other people break it too. <laughs> I find it so interesting because like you're not afraid of negative. You can be negative. Like you've no issues with it that Mm -hmm. I find it interesting. Sometimes like your discipline may be around that, you know, that you're like, Oh no, no, no (laughs) here. I'll keep you on your toes. I'm not negative. I'm hopeful. (laughs) But that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I forget when I was like, you know, and you were like, I'm choosing to be hopeful. I'm like, who's this bitch? Like, this is a noob (laughs) who's entered the chat. I'm like, what? You know, I was like, man, I do have an issue with being negative. I would like, I have less of an issue with it than, I think I used to be really sensitive about it and me appearing that way to other people. And now I don't really sweat that. I find myself in conversations a lot where people are like, you know, we're talking about something or I'm not introducing a new concept. Like everybody, I know everybody agrees with what I'm about to say. That's not why I say it, but everybody's (laughs) being kind of like nice and like sunshiny about it. And I'm just like, well, this kind of fucking sucks. Like I was at a bridal shower once and everybody at the table was so deeply uncomfortable. And I was like, and I literally looked around and I was like, why does everyone feel like such shit at these things? Like nobody's having a good time right now. And everybody was like, <laughs> like burst out <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not lying. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Let's just break the ice. So I think it can serve me well in moments, but I don't, I have to be aware of how much I lean on that as a defense mechanism because I do. And yeah. And I don't want to be the, you know, I have, I'm the toughest and I don't care and everything sucks and everyone sucks. I just can't live like that. So I try to be on top of my own shit as much as possible when I can. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to feel good long-term. I know. Cause I can, I, it doesn't, I get, I mean, I, I feel you. I can, I can dig my own pits and then I'm like, all right, let's climb out of the pit. You know, it just, I also believe in, you know, that our words are really powerful and I, and I don't yes. think we like manifest bad things necessarily, but I do believe that if there's a chance in hell that I can create, which a lot of what I have right now I've spoken and asked for and put intention to before it's, you know, come to be. So I have to believe and have seen that my words are powerful. And, and so if I use them for toward, you know, in a negative way or for bad, then like, I'm just, why I, if I, if, and when I can, I try to direct them in a positive direction as much as I can. Doesn't always happen. I'm with you. Like words are spells. So it's like, mm, yeah, exactly. You know, like that's something I try to be mindful of and like not like cursing myself, you know, which totally. You're one of the only people who give me any kind of hope in my love life. 
how do you, what do you, before we have to wrap up, how do you think people can find hope? I think if you can find some way to almost like trick yourself into being hopeful, it will generate more hope. But how do you think people can generate hope or be hopeful for things that are maybe tender or yeah. there is a lot of evidence of like, you know, like it's Not hard working. to believe or, you know, cause like, I also have a lot of clients that come to me about hope stuff like with fertility issues and things. I mean, and there are so many yeah. things that like, I do think hope is really important for, but I understand why it feels so hard and painful for people to give themselves over to it and to really Agreed. say, I, we hope we have another baby or whatever. How do you think people can be with themselves and generate that hope when it feels really hard? I think it is a delicate balance of relentless, <laughs> relentless rerouting of like, nope, mm. I not and not overriding your negative thoughts or your thoughts that are, by the way, maybe based in absolute like reality. You have data, yes. you have facts, right? Yeah. It's been hard. It's been challenging. It hasn't happened for me. Like yeah. all of that's real, right? No toxic positivity here. No, absolutely not. But we have to believe, number one, that I say this to people with fertility issues too. I'm obviously incredibly careful, but I do say it might not look the way you think it's going to look or you want yep. it to look. But if you want to be a mom, you will be a mom. If you want to be a dad, you will be a dad. If you want to be with a partner, you will be with a partner. It, you, I think we just have to strip ourselves of a lot of these expectations that we have and also humble ourselves into a space of like, listen, I'm going to put myself out there in whatever way, in whatever form, whether that's by hoping, whether that's by envisioning, whether that's by writing down my fears about it whether that's um, by writing down my hopes about it, but I'm not going to like also just kind of wait for it to fall flat or I'm going to meet the moment and whatever that means for you, right? You can envision it and put some effort into it without running yourself ragged. I had a friend in the city who used to go on like five or six or seven dates a week. And I'm like, you are insane. Like, you are insane that you are dating yeah. this many men. <laughs> and she was like, it's fine. And she didn't meet her husband that way. It's funny. I was going to say, did she? Because I feel like a lot of those women who no, are she like, was set up. Nope. She oh, was set up. That's so it funny. Yep. With, this is how she got this. Is, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> I always admired that she was a dater. I was literally like a closed off. Yeah. Hunt of a, I wore I wore leather boots with spikes on them to the beach when we used to go to Montauk, like to the beach bars. And I remember this guy walking up to me once and he's like, you're really just like wearing fuck you everywhere. Right. And I was like, <laughs> yes, thank you so much for noticing. Oh, my God. Thank you. I, oh, my God. That's so sweet. I actually ended up sleeping with him. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, he's worth flirting with. Like, that's yeah, he was that's funny. So well done, in, sir. He was, oh, he was so boring. And and I Damn, like his one like, good line. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was, it was good enough, but she was walking with a coworker and she, I, she was just like, ah, oh, you got anyone to set me up with like, or, or maybe it was, I, maybe I'm butchering the story a little bit, but essentially her coworker set her up with somebody and they fell in love. And so it's this 
like I said, relentless hope and is it has to be a thing, right? And if yeah. you can, ha- and allowing yourself though for the bad days is incredibly necessary because yeah. we have to have them. We have to feel hopeless sometimes. We have to feel like shit. We have to feel like it's not working out. We have to feel like yeah. it never, maybe it never will, but it will if you pick yourself up the next day and figure out how to move forward. You just have to keep moving forward. Like truly, that's the only way. Yeah. I well, think. And something you're saying, it's like I've applied this in different areas. I've never thought about it really in the context of hope, to be honest, but it's definitely where I've used it. But it's essentially like making the choice to say, like, I'm removing any doubt around this. And and you're going like and you're not saying I'm crazy or I have no touch with reality. But like your point about like being a mom, like there. It may not be your biological child, but if you really want to be a mom, there are a million ways you can, you know, and there's a million ways you can define it. You could, I mean, I can't wait to have a house one day with 800 dogs that are my children, you know, like I will be that person. Like, and, and I think mothering can feel very to all of that sort of stuff. But I agree with you that like, and even though like manifestation stuff kind of creeps us out, like that is a big point of it, of like, of speaking things into existence by speaking them as, as truth, you know? And I think like that removal of the doubt can help with being able to build the hope of like, I'm no longer going to doubt this. And that doesn't mean don't feel your feelings or the days you feel low or whatever, but it's like, I'm no longer going to question if this will happen to me. I'm more going to accept. I don't know when, you know? Exactly. When we, when I used to work in, Mexico and do the retreats. I think I've said this here before. We used to throw one of the rituals before the retreat was we would hand everybody seven beans and we would walk to the ocean and we would ask them to throw them in the ocean and, you know, plant seven, seven seeds of intention, whatever they chose to be Ask for something, plant an intention, blah, blah. And I, every single retreat, I would go and say in the, in like it is currently happening. I have a partner who is X, Y, Z. I have a healthy baby. I have blah, 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 blah. And I would, and I was really trying to speak it into existence. I was still like sleeping with someone I probably shouldn't be sleeping with. Not because he was bad, but like, he was definitely like not my person, you know, or, and I, but again, like who, who cares? I was having fun. I was yeah. also lonely. Sometimes I was questioning some days if it would ever happen, but I kept going back to that place and being like, it's going to happen. I just don't know when. Yeah. And then it'll happen in a year. <laughs> Which is it's wild to me. Literally. It's like, so wild. Bang, bang, bang. Like so, Nina should be triggering for me because I'm like, no, you have to like work much harder and do things much longer. She's like, I say it. It is so it will begin. It has already begun. It's happening. It's, you know, like I'm like, I thought I had a strong will. And then you meet someone who's like, no, oh God, I'm like an amateur. I'm like still I, I'm like on training wheels, you know, of like, oof, this is exciting. There's new levels, you know. <laughs> It's you oh, and also Anna Fusca, um, uh, Lord Cowboy, like when she was talking about being on a date, though, and a guy was like, Ugh, like talking about like, aren't you so embarrassed about like promoting yourself? And she was like, I do not allow shame around my practice. And I was like, whoa, yeah, like, whoa. have you been that's at the bold. Nina Academy? Of, yeah, but no, I'm like, she's, I, 
Yeah. I feel like though that is something I'm like waking up to more recently of like things can be as simple as that, you know, and I would offer that to people. Like if you think your purpose is like, I don't know, like, uh, like waxing, then like have at it. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you're the best waxer in town. You know, like I think so, so often there's all this judgment or we think it couldn't possibly be that or be that simple or whatever. But I think a lot of the stuff that feels the best to us and that we have so much hope for is really simple. You know, it does click into place. It does. And it's how do we deal with our frustration when we don't feel like that's happening? How do we take care of ourselves when it doesn't feel like we can do much to make it happen? But I do think returning to that truth, returning to that simple of like, I'm calling in a partner, I'm calling in a, you know, like, I think that is the practice. I do. It is. It is. And it's really annoying because it is so simple sometimes and it is in our control, even though nothing else is. That's where I got some hope from. Like, I can control this. I can control how I talk about it. And if that's all I can control, then I'm going to do that because I have to be, I have to be an ally for myself here. I have to be, if I don't believe in myself or I don't believe that I'm going to have a partner, then I'm probably not going to. Ooh, I have to be an ally for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you already blew my mind a couple episodes, not a couple, like, I mean, it was like episode like three when you were talking about like being your own best friend. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's really true. Like people say it, but you really have to be it. But you're right. If if you're saying I'll never have a partner, like, OK, like, how are you? <laughs> but yeah, how are you going to vote? So, yeah, yeah, we have to be an ally for ourselves. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. Yeah. Hope and- you're find some hope somewhere we hope, we hope you'll find your purpose <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's under your pillow <laughs> all right bye-bye for now bye that's all for today's episode if you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.